The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. Go! Go! Dallas Cowboys! It is a playoff victory Tuesday from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. This is Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company as we break down the Cowboys Moving on to the divisional round with a 31-14 thrashing of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Welcome in, everybody. Glad you're with us. Alongside Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We've got Chris Beam in the back. Gentlemen, how we doing? Fantastic. I'm doing swell, Kyle. Doing great. Doing great. I'm doing great. Oh, okay. How about that? Tony the Tiger in here. Okay. Frosty. Because you nailed it. The Cowboys. He did nail it. I did nail it. I put it on Twitter. I'm done bragging because I want to brag about the team. Woo! I want to brag about what they did in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. That team went out and did what they absolutely needed to. Oh, yeah. And they got the job done. Now, it had some ups. It had some downs. There are improvements still to be made, which is encouraging because going into San Francisco, you're going to need to make some improvements. Mm -hmm. However, we can rest on this one. Because this was what that, that that Cowboys team that we had been hoping and praying to mm, see. The H word. Finally found it, Isaiah. They did. They did. And we, we had nothing but hope to go off of coming into this game. Because we know, based upon history, this year, they play down to down teams. And they play up for up teams. And we were hoping that being the playoffs, you're going to be playing an up team. No matter who they are, there's going to be a team that's on the up. No so, doubt. History stated, as No C would say, that they were going to be trending in the playing well category, right? And in that direction. And they did that. They showed up. They played well. I think this is one of their better victories of the year, if not the best victory of the year, because of the the turn of, of the tide in terms of how they went about it. I think that this team was more prepared than they've been all year long, and that's the way it should have been offensively. Obviously, they were more prepared. They were making great decisions offensively. They were running the ball. The, the passing game was 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 pristine. Dak's decision-making was on point. He utilized his legs to move the chains. He was smart with the ball. Defensively, these guys, you know, Al Harris, Dan Quinn, the rest of Joe Wade Jr., all these guys allowed these defensive backs to come up, like we talked about, mm-hmm. and bless these receivers of Tampa Bay by putting their <laughs> hands on them. We said that you can't play off, right? There's a couple times in the game where you saw they played off, and they took the easy ones. They got the easy completions. But when our defensive backs came up, mm-hmm. and they put them hands on them chests, Pound-town. that's right, they went to pound town, okay? So they did a great job of getting up there, and because of that, it disrupted Tom's timing. It disrupted Mike Evans. It disrupted Godwin. All those guys that were going to play huge integral roles in terms of their potential success, it disrupted their ability to get off the ball. And we said that's what was needed to give our defensive front an opportunity to get home and cause havoc in the backfield. They did so collectively. Amazing job by all the players. But I want to give a big kudos out to the offensive and defensive staff for preparing these guys Mm. 
for this game. We'll, we'll get to the uh, the special team concern. Yeah, I, I, you later see, on. I didn't address yeah, that. No, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later <laughs> it on. It was a two phase game, right? Because right now, let's <laughs> let's focus on what the Cowboys did well, and and damn it, there was so much of it, mm-hmm. right? We talked about resiliency going into this game. And I I know Isaiah hates the word hope, but like I said, it wasn't blind hope. There was evidence to support it. Cowboys still have not lost two games in a row. That is quite telling of what this team is capable of. And we said ahead of last week, yes, one of the problems uh, was that they play down to competition. But this is the playoffs. So theoretically speaking, there's no competition to play down to because even if you look at the Buccaneers record, you say, okay, well, that's not a good team, but it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady being seven and zero against your franchise. So that was one of your boogeymen. The other boogeyman, boogeyman didn't make it into the playoffs. But this was one of your boogeyman. So I was sitting there on the on the flight wrapping up some articles, and I started thinking, Kyle's going to ask me what, what's my <laughs> what's my big takeaway. I had one, two, three, four, and all of a sudden I had a list. Oh, so let's talk. Here's my list, ladies let's and go. gentlemen, of this takeaways Pat's list. From, from the Cowboys' obliteration because that 31-14 didn't tell the whole story. Yep. Defeat Brady for the first time. Check. Boom. Do it in the playoffs. Mm. Check. Do it on the road for the first time since the early 90s. Check. Set a quarterback franchise record in doing it. Check. After playing one of his worst games ever. Check. Stout pass defense against a stable of wide receivers. Check. Stout run defense, including screens, bubbles, and flats. Check. They did it on grass for those that were concerned about that. Check. For those that are superstitious, they did it in the Navy jerseys as well. Check. Put all the Mike McCarthy (laughs) hot seat talk to bed with this victory, especially in the fashion in which it happened. Check. Still unsatisfied in the locker room after the game. Mm. Check. The list goes on and on, but Kyle, Isaiah, I haven't seen that many checks since I walked out of the Nike outlet store. (laughs) The Cowboys were firing on all cylinders. First two offensive possessions, slow start. Mm -hmm. But what happened? The Cowboys' defense, Micah Parsons, disruptions. They were getting back there. They were making Tom Brady uncomfortable. They were doing what I was hoping they would do, which was fourth, fourth, third, and longs so that you can use your pass rush to really, as Isaiah so eloquently said, bless Tom Brady with some contact. Get your hands on him. Get in his personal space. Frustrate him. Fluster him. And disrupt the routes and the timing on the receivers. What was one of my main keys? It was you can't. Fool Tom Brady. You're not going to beat him in a cerebral capacity. A compa- uh, capacity, yeah. Compartment. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. I'm excited. Let's go. You're Patrick No Sleep Walker today. You had to get today. up You're there good. and you had to disrupt his weapons, and you did that. That brought that bought enough time for Dak Prescott and that offense mm. to finally get rolling on their third possession going forward. And then you get the J. Ron Curse. You, you animal, you. Okay. J. Ron Curse with that interception in the end zone when the Cowboys were nursing a 6-0 lead and Tom Brady was star- he was right there at the door. Yeah, he was. Everybody felt it. This, this is when Tom Brady scores and now, oh, it's a game. And J. Ron Curse, pow, give it back to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott in the offense methodically walks the ball down for a touchdown. And then the game just started climbing away from there in the Cowboys' favor. Fan-freaking-tastic. Offense and the offensive coaches – Kellen Moore called one hell of a game. Yeah, he did. Talk about those two fourth down plays. You know what? Mwah, mwah, mwah. (laughs) Chef kisses all around. I could go down the list, and the list is long. Kudos to everyone involved. 
preparation was there, execution was there, the moment was not too big, and resiliency, again, showed its face in Tampa. It was impressive. It really was. And they, they jumped out. I agree with you completely. I think the turning point in that game was J. Ron Kirsch. Yes. The interception in the end zone, because you're up by seven. Tom Brady scores there. Six. Or, excuse me, yeah, you're up by six. <laughs> Tom Brady scores there at seven to six. And then all of a sudden, you get the ball back. What do you do? It depends. But instead, like you said, gets it back, got the football, drive down, score, you're up two scores, boom. That thing was – it wasn't done at that point because it's never really done whenever number 12 is on the other side of the started football. pull away, though. But you started to pull away. You started to build confidence. You start, kept your foot on the gas from that point forward. I want to add another one to your, your checkbox there. Let's do it. All the checks. All the checks. More, for, more from Nike. Cowboys as a wild card team in the last 25 seasons were 0-4. Last 25 years as a wild card team. That's not playing in the wild card round. That is as the wild card. They were 0 and 4. They mm-hmm. lost in 2006 to the Seahawks, 0 3 to the Panthers, 99 to the Vikings. And then here in 2022, they got the win. Oh, yeah. And so they were able to, to take that streak and throw it out the window as well. Tasty. But what did we talk about last week? If Dak Prescott was going to win this game, Isaiah, mm-hmm. you needed what? You needed no turnovers. And what happened in this game to no beat Tampa? Turnovers. And you also thought you might have needed a couple from your defense. You only got one, one. but it was a huge one. Yeah, yeah. You, huge you, one. Yeah, you took advantage. I don't know what the heck Tom was doing on that one. I think he meant to throw it away, and he just didn't get enough on it. But he did shy away from the throw at the same time. Mm. Either way, either way, <laughs> a curse was there to go ahead and pick him mm-hmm. off. And it was huge. It turned Obviously, it turned things into Dallas's favor. Um, and then from there, they opened the gap. I mean, like to your point, no see, there's a lot of different parts of this game that Dallas just owned. And it was necessary. It was necessary because you're facing, I don't care, I know there's a lot of people in Cowboys Nation right now, that, oh yeah, we killed him. And you did. Absolutely, Dallas took care of business. No doubt. But there, there's, those, that's still one hell of a team that you just beat. Yeah. That's a hell of a team you just beat. Yep. And if you allow that team any room, they would have. They, they had opportunity yep. just like any other team that's very talented to, to do some bad things to you. So you took that away from them. You took their power, their power away from them. You, you, you changed up your game plan and they executed the game plan. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you're reaping the benefits of it. And you absolutely should be elated right now. Um, To your part, every phase of this game was positive. Except for one, we'll but we're not even. That. We're gonna dis- yeah. we're gonna disregard that. Right? We may hit it in the we last may hit segment, it, but you know what? Maybe you know Maybe. what? The, the elephant <laughs> in the room is the extra points. You know what? Yeah, we'll get to and that. Every, yeah, we'll get to that. But I, like. In reality, you still—that's one hell of a player too, and he's gonna—he he might win you a doggone ball game here, and has okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I—I I, I don't fault him at all. He had a rough night. Okay, he had a rough doggone night, but everybody else was there to say, "Hey, don't worry about it. We got your back." You and that's what—that's what, what a team is about, right? Isaiah said he—he he needed to see Dak Prescott ball. Yep. And, and I didn't disagree, but I kind of scaled it down a little bit and said I, I need to see a, a very good game from him. And I said that I expected that to happen. I expected him to bounce back. And Kyle asked me, he said, well, what what would I classify as a really good game? Yep, I said 300 yards. I'd accept three and one as far as touchdowns. Maybe one turnover. Right? I think I said three right? and no, right? You said zero. You, you said maybe one. Dak Prescott, 305 yards. Facts. Bang. Four touchdowns Facts. in the air, none on the ground. So Facts. he took that one and turned yeah. it in and added it to the to touchdown tally. And he did what we had been begging for him to do all year. Use them Sonics. He used those legs. Yep. Oh yeah. He did he, it all game long. He went too. those. Oh my. Kept God. the defense off balance. Kept people guessing. That fourth and four RPO Ooh, keeper to the left. Beautiful. Every, everybody in the building. 
was staring at Zeke. Yeah. And next thing you know, there's Dak in the end zone celebrating. Isaiah, you were we were talking in in game when that happened in in studio, and you looked at me. You thought that was a check with me. That was a Dak decision. What happens when that comes to the table? Yeah, so I'm not sure if it was – so there's two different two different things there. Either it was called keeper in the huddle. Which could have happened. Which could have happened. Or there was instincts when I was a quarterback a lot of times and we were in that same situation, my coach would call the run play and then he would literally tell me, right, and say he'll tell me in my ear, keep it. Like don't tell any of your teammates. Like call the run play as, it, as it's called. Call it in the huddle. Let everybody go up to the line of scrimmage. Let mm-hmm. your running backs, your old line, think they're coming downhill, and you just keep the ball. Mm-hmm. Not sure if that's what happened, but that does happen in certain situations whenever your, your your offensive coordinator wants to ensure that they get the actual look and the action and the and the energy of the actual run play and then just creep out the back door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and kudos to, to both on that particular play. Everybody did what they, were need, they needed to do. Dak did what he needed to do. He sold it effectively. The offensive line sold it with their, their lean to the right. Uh, Zeke sold it with his hand, with a fake handoff. But it was offensive coordinator Kellen Moore and head coach Mike McCarthy who both had the marbles, the marbles, fourth and one Pour in Tampa. Pour the trigger. You, and this was before – Maher's struggles yeah. for the most part. You could have kicked that field goal and taken the points and said, okay, no. Yeah. Instead, they said, this is playoff football. We didn't come to play not to lose. We came to win. We came to send a message. Message sent. Message received. Yeah. Signed, stamped, sealed. Let's go. So, for all of you, all 22 Warriors out there, I know there's a lot of them listening. Let us know if you think that was a, a called run play for Dak Prescott or if you think that was just a, a nice <laughs> impromptu keeper. I think it was an impromptu keeper because Patrick said it very well just a second ago. The offensive line sold it. The running back sold it. Everybody sold it to the effectiveness that allowed Dak Prescott to just roll out and he was all alone. You know why I think they sold it? I think they all thought it was a run play. Yeah. Yeah, I think they all thought it was a run play and Dak just kept it and rolled out. I think it was a called play. Personally, I think it was a call play. You think they called it knowing that they called it? You know, you know why? My eyes go straight to Zeke because Mm. whenever, whenever it's a called run play and the quarterback just decides to keep it, whether his coach told him to or not, okay. I believe. Remember that that they still can talk to Dak up Mm -hmm. to was it fifteen seconds, fourteen seconds, whatever it is. Okay, so they can still talk to him. He can call the run play and they can tell him in his ear, keep it. Right? They can tell him that all day long. But when you look at Zeke. Zeke looked like that was a part of the of scheme. Because a lot of times, whenever that's called, the running back's reaching like, hey, man, like, hey, yeah, hey yeah, what like, you doing? Like, give me the ball. Yeah, up. you can see them, like, really reaching for the ball. I don't know so. if Zeke would really react that way, though. I think Zeke, if anybody, when would you think be you're jumping up and down. No, no, I'm saying when you think you're supposed to get the ball. There's like an instant and there's reaction. No ball, yeah, there's no okay. ball in your arms. <laughs> you start reaching. So, <laughs> but, I mean, either either way, it worked to the Dallas Cowboys' advantage. Yeah, it did. Um, I, I was on I'm on record saying that I didn't think that they were going to be able to get this W, okay, based upon the schemes and what they had been showing up to date. They made changes. Oh, yeah. If they would have sat back in coverage like they had been doing up to this point in the season, I don't think we'd be sitting up here talking about the same type of result. But they, they came up there, and, they, and that changed the dynamic of this whole scheme, at least defensively. And so I'm saying the defense isn't simple? 
Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I see the shade. Uh oh. Uh, that conversation at the fishing hole. I want to hit that a little bit harder when we come back yeah. on the other side of the break because there were so many elements to this game where the Cowboys made adjustments. Yes. The Cowboys got better from week 18 into the wild card round. But which one surprised you the most? Which element of the win was the most surprising from the Cowboys seeing based off of the, the, the examples that we had had and the sample size we had, that was the word I was looking for, earlier in the season. We'll talk about it when we come back on the other side of the break. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA, equal housing lender, credit and collateral, subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, just steps away from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters in the Star in Frisco is the Star District, your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, and exciting events. You can visit thestardistrict.com for more information. Isaiah, 
We had pregame live out there Man, on the Tostitos Championship Plaza last it night. It was popping. I saw it. Like, like a popping bag of Tostitos. I we was out it. there getting it in. Uh, I had a good time. I had the family out there. Yeah. The kiddos was out there. They was out there having a ball. Um, it was a good time, man. All the fans that came out, we appreciate y'all. You know, we weren't the official nope. watch party. Okay, we weren't the official watch party, but we still had a good amount of people that were out there hanging out with us. Um, Did you love. see the amount of people at the official watch party? Yeah, I think the number was 8,000? It was what? a lot. They were deep. Dude, it was Shout it was the Cowboys Nation. Showed up nope. and showed out. Shout. Also, for those that showed up and showed out at Raymond James Stadium, there yeah. was a lot of blue in those stands, mm. and they were live. I said it to open our show yesterday. I said, on nights like tonight, nights like last night, you cannot hide from Cowboys Nation. Mm-hmm. You cannot do it. Whether nights you're in like Tampa, you're in Frisco, oh, you're in Arlington, you cannot hide. Oh. Cowboys Nation is everywhere, and they showed it again oh. last night. Special thanks to all those that came out and spent some time with us up at the Tostitos Championship Plaza. I don't know where the watch party will be this week. I would anticipate it being back at AT&T Stadium, but I'll tell you one thing. I bet you either way we're right back out there for pregame live on Sunday. That's right. Yeah, I bet you either way we're going to be right back out up. there. So if, you, uh, if you're in the area, keep that in mind. Right. All right. I teased this question on the other side of the break. I want to hear from you guys. What was the most surprising part of the win, element of the win, based off of all of the lead-in last week, what we had said going into the Monday yeah. Night Football matchup, which one surprised you the most? Defensive line pressure. Really? For me. Defensive line pressure. I didn't believe, based upon what we knew, mm-hmm. Okay, Tampa Bay gets the ball out faster than anybody in the league. Yeah, okay? they do. Less than, oh, just, just over 2% of their passes were actually sacks, right? Mm-hmm. Actual sacks. Based upon their offense that they run, okay? The route's at five and eight yards. We talked about it in pregame live. We talked about it in film room. We talked about it a whole week, right? Their offense was set up, screens, short passes, to get the ball out quick and be highly effective. Not allowing for more, for pass rushes majority of the time. Well, that changed. You know, what, what changed about it? Well, obviously, we, I'm talking about the defensive line and their ability to get home. Armstrong, great job. Osa, great job. Micah was a terror. Osa. Fowler was, was a madman. All those guys, were, everybody did one heck of a job. Watkins, all them cats were balling as a collective unit. Everybody won their matchups, but they had help. They had help on the outside. So I can't talk about the D line without talking about the defensive backs. I already mentioned mm-hmm. them, but shout out to Al Harris and them for, for allowing, giving those guys the confidence, moving Israel Mukwamu from the safety position back to his true position and, of cornerback and, and came out there and made some freaking plays and went E Honda on them. Used them Dawson from Street Fighter Arms. And, <laughs> I think that there was, was a there was a podcast. There was a show at one point that talked about that was. earlier in the season said that not only would Israel Mukwamu be open to that, but he mm. might be better in that position. And he, didn't he have a quote that he welcomed it? He, he yeah. Went, I wonder who said that. I don't know. On the, on, on, uh, Something Cowboys. I just... I think it's uh, is it ta- chat, chatting, talking, chatting cowboys, ta- talking, talking cowboys. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Uh, so yes, uh, I my biggest surprise with defensive line because I did not expect them to be able to have an effect on Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I expect them to be able to try to get their hands up, get some screens knocked down. We saw some of that. Okay, yeah. that was my expectation. But actual pressures, I didn't see that coming. For me, it's it's. It's going back to what Isaiah was talking about with defensive backs and schematically being tasked with pressing their man instead of dropping back and giving space pre-snap and zone looks and things like that. They got up there and they put their hands on them. So as much as as we need 
to give roses to the defensive front because they just flat out deserve it. Like IRS said, they flat out deserve it. But what made their job easier, and of course one thing always complements the other. Absolutely. Uh, what made the job easier for the defensive line was the fact that the defensive backs were disrupting the timing and the routes by doing press coverage more so than you know spacing out. And that's something that the Cowboys ha- haven't routinely shown yes. this season. So they kind of sat on it. Until it mattered most, the postseason. They sat on it and said, you know what? Right. You know what? Maybe (laughs) maybe we do trust our cornerbacks more than we're letting on, but we're not going to show that just yet. And they showed it at the right time. And then you talk about a guy like Israel Mukwamu. This was the first game all season that they showed this type of faith in him to say, you know what? Nashawn, his needle was pointing up. They said, we're going to sit Nashawn. They sat him. Whose needle was pointing up. Healthy scratch. And Israel, you're up. You talk about it. faith, trust, and having a plan. That was clearly a plan. Yeah, going that, was into something, this game. that was something they kept right? under the radar. Hey, when that I came think. across, and we're sitting at the desk, all of us up front was like, what in the entire heck just happened? I'm, we, we, I'm referencing Nation Wright yeah. being inactive for the game. I'm like, bro, this cat just had an interception where he baited <laughs> him in a cover two two weeks ago, yeah. had one heck of a game, he's coming on strong, right? And then all of a sudden, inactive? Listen, what's your game plan? I'm, I'm yeah, s- you know what our, our next words were? Were Xavier Rhodes, who, by the way, I thought played well. In the situation that he's in, I thought he played well. And then our other name was Calvin Joseph because we were stumped. We had no idea that was coming. We had no idea that there was a well, possibility. We, we, we of forgot, that. right? I mean, we honestly forgot. Now we've talked about it on the show before, but they never utilized they've him never as a quarterback. Done it. Right. They yeah. had never done it. Now we all have sat here and said he's capable I, and willing, facts, and, and, facts. and it would be effective would be because of his size, effective. right? But but we never seen it. So in our head, that's not even an option at this point, right? They haven't done it in the last 17 rope games. Why would they do it? <laughs> they hit you with the dog. Last 24 on. games. Yeah, really. they hit you with the rope Yeah, they hit you with the rope Sugar Ray. <laughs> but you know, uh. it, what made it more magnificent <laughs> is they they looked at it from a matchup standpoint. Yes, they did. And that's why Israel got the nod over Nashawn. They looked at it from a matchup standpoint and said, you know what? Even though Nashawn's needle is pointing up, he's trending upward. We believe that the better matchup against these weapons, against Julio and Mike, and, and there was a lot of work done on Mike by Trevon, but uh, Diggs didn't travel the entire game with with, many, with Evan. So just how many teams can perfect. interchange six three and six four corners? Oh, it just feels good. Not many. To answer your question, uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna handful, sit one guy who's handful? six three. We're gonna bring in a six four guy. Handful, but I, I'll tell you what also helped. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple, but here's what also helped. There's a lot there. And, and then what's your name is tall, too? Rhodes is tall, too. L V E. That boy played. Yeah. Very good. Yep. He was great. And there, speaking of. And setting the, the bar. What's the name of that show that all season's been telling Cowboys fans about uh, Leighton Vanderish and how people need at, to. At some point, people are going to listen to us. Uh, sooner or at later. At some point. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it was said here time and again the value of Leighton Vander Resch to yep. this Cowboys defense is invaluable. He is having a Pro Bowl season, even without the Pro Bowl knot. You saw what happened when he went down with injury with that pinched nerve in his shoulder, missed some games, run defense, took a step back. He's back in the game, yeah. big time stage against Tom Brady, and a passing attack. Iris Iris and I lined up perfectly for you, ladies and gentlemen. I said the matchup for me to watch was LVE versus Fournette. Why? Iris teed it up. He said, 
because Fournette is utilized more so in screens as a quasi-run. That's that's more or less the run play, rushing attack for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's what they tried to do, but LVE was everywhere. He was sideline to yeah. sideline. He was north-south. He was east-west. Team-leading uh, tackler with nine, and they all mattered. They yeah. were all effective. LVE's return along with Hankins, who got a sack, a key sack, against Tom Brady, those two guys helped solidify and concrete a defense that just came out ready to eat. They came out ready to but eat. They, they played, were tired they of played so physical. They were tired of hearing how Tom Brady was seven and zero. And guess yeah. what, Kyle? What did I say all last week? I said I know they're tired of it. So keep saying it. Yeah. yeah. Every every did chance. You, did you see the, the DDT by by Anthony Barr? Oh, Barr. Yes. He DDT'd yeah. them. Yeah. Run it back in slow motion. We, we got to give him a – we got to call that a finish. Listen up. Know. Somebody please Bar run none. that back and put a <laughs> WWE logo on it because that dude wrapped that dude up, yeah. jumped off his own feet. Yeah. Just – just <laughs> Cross-face chicken and wing. And it got perfect up like plex. it was nothing. It was got the up. perfect plex. Shout yeah. out to Rob. <laughs> it was the perfect hey, plex. Yeah. There you go. It was the perfect plex. Cowboys defense went out there and they gave – one more wrestling reference. They gave uh, Tom Brady the mandible claw. Dono and, did a great oof. job. Dono was physical. Everybody yeah. on defense. Yeah. Malik Hooker, obviously J. Ron. Curse J. Ron almost had two. Yeah. LVE almost had two interceptions. A couple went off of his uh, fingertips, including that the one that would have sealed the game, but the game my was pick, well in hand. My anyway. pick struggled. My pick struggle. What was your pick? Tyler Biotis. Mm-hmm. I was glad he was back. Look who we, we knew. Look, we knew, you knew we, he was. We knew, I was about yeah. to say. You knew. I, 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 know, I know. I know. I know. Vita Vea on the I other know, side. Kyle. But I mean, still, still stands true. You know who else he struggled? struggled. Uh, Ryan Jensen. Yeah, he did. He wasn't himself either. And, and yeah. Tyler Biotis is coming back. Yeah. I say that to say it goes both ways. So you're right. Yeah. I think we're, we're all right. Yeah. I think we're all right. We're completely fine. The, well, then, then we I was going to ask you again. I was, I was going to ask you that right here because w- same thing. While we were out there at the, the plaza and we were doing the show, we hear from Bill Jones because we've got our phones on do not disturb. We're not looking at anything. We hear from Bill Jones that Jason Peters is starting at left tackle. Uh, did you hear any reasoning on why that was happening? Now, Peters did end up exiting. Hopefully he's okay because you want him for the depth There's side of things. That's good. But why why Peters at left tackle instead of going back to what was working prior? Matchups. Oh, really? The Cowboys on both sides of the ball, they were ready for some matchups. They knew that going against this defensive front in Tampa, you were going to have issues running the ball. Hell, you just saw them struggle against Washington to do it. Sure. So basically what the Cowboys did, they went into the lab over the – course of the few days after or the several days after the Washington game and they said okay and now you're going against Vita Vey and, and these guys and big what can dudes. we do we need, jumbo package. Yeah. we need a jumbo package we haven't really used the jumbo with Big Mac as fullback Connor McGovern as fullback for a large part of the season now's the time to start breaking everything out everything mm-hmm. has to be on the table in this game right and everything started to be on the table the Cowboys Primarily, we're looking at going back to the default. Tyler Biadish, Connor McGovern at left guard, Tyler Smith at left tackle. But I'm told over the course of practice, they started to kind of work out the rotation you saw start. Jason Peters at yep. left tackle, Tyler Smith at uh, left guard, and Tyler Biadish, which freed up Connor McGovern to be fullback. And as you saw, it wasn't a novelty because when uh, Connor McGovern got into the game at several points, even just in the first half as they started to score and kind of draw away, first time he he registered as an eligible receiver, fullback, the play didn't go where it was supposed to go. Zeke ended up going to the right. Uh, I think he went to the left. Yes, he went to the left. McGovern went to the right. It wasn't really effective. But then on the next 
package, jumbo package, it worked. On the third jumbo package, now if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, guess what you did? You figured it was a run, so you brought a guy down. And if you go back and look at that play, that was a, a big gainer on a pass. That that the top bowls and the defense know in Tampa, just because Connor McGovern isn't at fullback doesn't mean this is a run. However, if it is a run, we got an extra blocker back here. Yeah. They kept they used Connor McGovern in that jumbo package to keep the Buccaneers off balance all game. Fantastic scheme. What did you think about the move? I mean, it was just pure strength on strength, and without him in the game late, it looked like things may have went back to normal, at least for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I understood it once I got over the – the initial shock. Yeah, the initial shock. <laughs> I, I got it. We were it. like, wait, what? I, I mean, I did it makes sense. Big on big. On Twitter, I did kind of drop it. Big on big. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, but um, unfortunately, you know, Peters had to exit. And great job of – great job to, to the young fella. Just being flexible this year, yeah. man. Just being flexible and just – you haven't heard him complain. Nope. You haven't heard him moan. He balled out yesterday, he too. He did a great job. He got in there and yep. held his own against some dudes that are much bigger than him. Just, just kudos to him. Kudos to him. I don't think people understand how difficult it is for somebody to get moved around to various positions. I and mean, everybody's like, oh, it's just, a, it's just a one spot over. It's different. This isn't Madden. Yeah, this is not Madden. The technique's different. Your, your, your leverage is different. You know, everything's different. These guys are large humans that you were going against. So you're talking about Akeem Hicks, you know, 6'4", 6'5", 340. You're talking about Vita Vea, 6'3", 6'4", 350 pounds. I mean, these dudes move mountains. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you they think – Yeah, mountains. I mean <laughs> – these are mountain movers, you know. I mean, you can see it in Tyler Biotis. He was struggling. He was struggling. He was a little light in the butt, and it shows up when you play against guys like this. He was fighting, no disrespect. He was fighting, but you got Vita Vea, and he was just throwing him around like a little brother. You know, so, I mean, it shows when you have him line up on Tyler Biotis, and then you see him line up on Tyler Smith, and it's a totally different thing. Yeah. Now they're wrestling. Yeah. You know, you got one person getting tossed around, you got one guy wrestling with you. And it's like, okay, I see the difference here, young fella. Yeah. I see you. And it's funny because uh, I spoke about that on on Twitter in game. There was one of the uh, member of Cowboys Nation tweeted me and asked if I noticed the difference between Vita Vea lining up over Tyler versus lining up over Connor. And again, no shade to Connor. Con- uh, it's Tyler. I'm sorry. No shade to Tyler Biadish. He came in. He's coming off a high ankle sprain, and he's asked to go against Vita Vea. <laughs> but even a 100% healthy Tyler Biadish doesn't have the strength yeah. that Tyler Smith has. No. Tyler Smith's strength. Is Vita Vea's is equal to Vita Vea's strength? Vita just has the technique, Mass. right? So he's more refined. But as far as just locking up in a phone booth, Tyler Smith has that that one thing can negate the other. So then the only thing Vita can do to beat the young Tyler is use his technique and use yeah. his ability to get, try to get around him. But if it's straight horns to horns. Tyler Smith is going to delete that part of Vita Vea, whereas Beatish can't delete that part of Vita Vea. So, you know, but kudos across the front, even when Jason Peters went out and they couldn't necessarily use the jumbo packages anymore because now you need Connor at left guard and Tyler pops back out the left tackle. At that point, the game was well in hand. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady's stat line is being padded. Hashtag keep that energy. If you want to erroneously talk about Dak Prescott's numbers being garbage time, let's talk. Let's correctly talk about how one third at least of Dak, of Tom Brady's numbers were just garbage time. Both of his touchdowns, you could argue, were garbage time because they came with the game well out of hand. Yeah, um, Cowboys just did the job. They did the job on every level. They did it schematically with the pregame planning. They did it in executing. They did it in in-game adjustments, top to bottom, offense, defense. 
Fantastic job. Magnificent. It was phenomenal. And the matchup doesn't get easier. Nope. You got a short week ahead of you with a team that's got an extra day of rest. And you got to take on the San Francisco 49ers coming up on Sunday afternoon. We're going to semi-preview that. We're going to put this one behind us. We're going to turn the page to the divisional round. Heading into this next segment, we'll do so by giving out some helmet stickers. The ultimate prize from the Cowboys win in the wild card round, getting our helmet stickers from Talking Cowboys when we come back after the break. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little Sweets! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. By the way, the Country Music's Party of the Year is coming to Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. The Academy of Country Music Awards are always bringing you country music's brightest stars together under one roof. And no one does country quite like Texas. Witness history on May 11th. Get your tickets right now at SeatGeek.com. They are going fast. Back here in the final segment, Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Patrick, no sleepwalker. What time did y'all get in this morning? Uh, flight got in between 3, 3.30. I probably dozed off around 5 and yet, a.m. Cowboys Nation still has you here hey, to, hey. to break it all down. Man of the people. We've got Isaiah Stanback, mm-hmm. Chris Beam. 
Chris Bean was also on that flight, by yes, the way. Yes, he was. Just so you guys know. Kyle Yeoman's wrapping things up. Time now to give our helmet stickers every week. The Cowboys get a win. It is our version of playing or players of the game, and they're scratch and sniff stickers. Done this the last couple years on Talking Cowboys. Patrick, we'll let you start things off. Who is your player of the game? We'll keep this real simple. This is going to Leighton Vanderesh. Mm. Okay. Leighton Vanderesh came in after uh, missing several games on the back end of the season with that pinched nerve in his shoulder. Uh, he said, you know, a couple weeks ago he was ready to go, but he knew the Cowboys needed to rest him and keep him spry, and spry he was. Nine combined tackles key in helping shut down what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wanted to do both in the screen game and in the rushing attack. So, LVE gets the lemon. But why does he get the lemon, you're asking? Well, know. the lemon isn't for him, it's by him. LVE has all of his haters real bitter Right now, real sour, especially those Cowboys haters who, oh, they're one and done. It's Tom Brady. He's going to dice up the defense. LVE said, no, not today, not today, and maybe not ever again. The lemon goes to LVE because that's what he passed out yesterday to all of his doubters. And Cowboys doubters in general. You're bitter this morning, aren't you? Pucker up your lips. Let's go. Ooh, keep that same energy, mm-hmm. right? Keep it. Uh, I'm going to give mine to a man who had a career-high night. What? He had never had more receiving yards than he did last night. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, he didn't hit the century mark, but it's okay. I'm going to let it slide because he had two tutties, mm-hmm. and he had them in big parts of the game. I'm going to give this blueberry cupcake to Dalton Schultz. Dalton? It was sweet watching him work last night. He was all over the field, found his way open. On the second touchdown, more specifically, Dak Prescott having to roll out, having to avoid a little bit of pressure. What did Dalton Schultz do? Broke back inside on the same page with his quarterback, found an opening in the defense, boom, touchdown. Cowboys had a multi-score lead. Wham, so bam, you, I'm going I'm to give that blueberry cupcake right, right oh, over yeah. there. Right over there. Oh, the icing yeah. on the cake was, uh, was uh, Dalton Schultz, who is Isaiah's. Well... Grab this good, good old helmet right here. Mm-hmm. Y'all see this right here? What is that? That's There's a watermelon. A watermelon. You want to see me smash some fruit? Uh. You want to see me smash some fruit? That's what your man Dak Prescott did. <laughs> he said, you guys want to see me not throw interceptions? <laughs> he held him up there like this. He said, aha. And he slapped that thing on there just like that. <laughs> Dak Prescott like that. had one heck of a game. He went ahead and conquered his issues of the past seven games and having at least one mm. interception, mm. didn't turn it over and smash them doggone fruit all over the doggone Tampa Bay. It's cool because it's a tropical environment. There. Hold that one up. Oh, hold like that, that Hold that sticker up into tropical your camera real quick. You slapped that sticker on there like, like Dak was throwing it into a tight window. There that's wasn't right. a whole lot of room in and between that cupcake right. and right. those peaches, yeah. and you just went bang. Yeah, Highly accurate over there. You, got, you, you put it right in the middle. There's keyhole. not even a wrinkle on that thing. Yeah, and I don't know if that one's going to fit, buddy. <laughs> I don't know if that one's gonna get. I don't know if that one's gonna make it on there. All right, let's look ahead real quick. It's a short week. Tomorrow we're gonna preview the Cowboys' defense versus the San Francisco offense, led by Brock Purdy and company. And then we'll flip the the matchup on Thursday. Purdy. Purdy. All right, it's revenge time. Yes, it is. You had motivation going into yesterday Uh to beat Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. to beat Tampa Bay because of what? Who did what to you last year? San Francisco beats you in the wild card round. But not, but not even that, On your Kyle. field. On you, your field. But not even 
that. You had beef with T with, with Tom Brady and, and, and freaking Tampa Bay because week one mm-hmm. of the last two years. Mm-hmm. So you had your own beef. There was beef there. Yeah, you had your own beef. I ain't talking about no impossible. I'm talking about beef. Okay. See, mm-hmm. but usually whenever you, yeah. whenever you've got beef with another team like that, you don't hear about other teams. Yeah. You heard a lot about San Francisco. You heard a lot about last year. Heading into last week's matchup, but see, but I, I didn't want them to use that motivation, Kyle. But they did. But I, they might have. They might have. I, I hope they that they no, internalize. Said everything is motivation. Everything's yeah. motivation. But I need them all to digest this. I need them to go back and watch the film from last year. Mm. I want them to watch the celebration. Oh yeah. Mm. I want them to watch all that. Yeah. Take all Coming that in with the boom. Box. Now you ain't got to worry oh, about man. Tampa. Tampa's yeah, not Tampa's motivation. Done. No, that's so done. Yeah. No, no. Just go back and watch them cats come out the tunnel last year. Yep. On your field. On your field. In your tunnel. In your crib. Mm-hmm. Huh? Now you get to go in their tunnel. The same. Cats. Their crib. They got a couple same. additions. No. Couple same, additions. Same cats. Same depot. Oh yeah. Same IU. And they got Miss Same Purdy. Kittle. You got a rookie quarterback in there too. Purdy out there. Miss Purdy. It's gonna get ugly for for Purdy. Yeah. This is uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't really know what to say. Listen, this is the this is the catharsis tour. I said it. I want it. Give it to me. You exercise your demon in Tom Brady. That is no longer a thing. And you did it in the postseason. And you did it on his field. Next question up. Can you revenge or can you avenge what happened on your field against this 49ers team? If you can do that, you'll have a shot at possibly more revenge if the Giants cannot defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. But we'll worry about that down the road. Right now, it's all about San Francisco in the Bay. Go out there, handle your business. And the Cowboys showed what I have said and what we have said for weeks now. The only team that can beat this Cowboy, this version of the Cowboys is the team that has the star on the helmet. They just need to go prove it again. It's down to three. Don't let these moments slip. It was what three more. Demarcus Lawrence talked to you. About last, or he talked to us about last week and, and what he was saying that the message was in that locker room. Don't waste these chances because you don't know, one, if you ever get a chance to get back into the playoffs. Indeed, no. You don't know, two, if you'll have a team that's good enough to compete and win games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a chance, a moment in time where you can go on the road and embarrass the team that knocked you out last year. Mm hmm. I think this is all the motivation you need. One down, three to go. Three more to go, and we're going to be here regardless to break it down for you Do here on Talking Do Cowboys. That does it for us here on a Victory Tuesday. Again, special thanks to Cowboys Nation, everybody that showed out yesterday at the Miller Lighthouse at Tostitos Championship Plaza. Come through this week. At Raymond James Stadium. Come through again this week. We love will be back tomorrow. Cowboys defense. San Francisco offense, who has the advantage Mm. in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs? Going to the film, maybe. I'm going to the film. Film room's going to be heavy tonight. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. It's divisional round weekend. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?